Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are highlighting all of the athletes from the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And we have with us Cody Viteto Vaughn. It's close. Did I come close? <laughs> close. Yes. So before we went on the air, you and I were chatting, but we didn't want to divulge too much because we wanted it to be spontaneous on the air. And when I was researching you, you are, you are very hard to research because in my opinion, you have too many names. Yes. That's part of it. <laughs> um, and that is because you, you recently got married like mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Correct. So you were, you were Cody Vitetto or mm -hmm. whatever. I, you correct me if I'm wrong. So it's, it's Vitetto. It's like it sounds, but yes. Yeah, so Vitetto. A year and a half ago, and I just haven't changed my name, but I took my husband's name. And so, because there's a lot of paperwork involved, and so I just have been lazy and haven't done that yet. So, to find you on the game site, you have to find you under Vitetto. Mm -hmm. To find you on the internet, in some cases, it's just Vaughn. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of Cody Vaughns. I know, right? And that's why I was also like, <laughs> keep my name because I was like, it's very easy to find because I'm like one out of two. So, but. So I did find some stuff, but this is going to be a discovery interview of just kind of getting to know you, which is pretty cool. Um, I was at the syndicate crown last year. Mm -hmm. You were talking about um, the cool idea. We are highlighting all the semifinal athletes and we did this last year and it was so much fun mm -hmm. getting to know everybody. There's so many good stories. Mm -hmm with all the athletes that get missed because so many people are focused on just the top two or three. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to do this and, and be, we loved it so much. It will probably be a normal thing for us going forward. Um, but we missed you last year. You were a semifinalist at the syndicate crown mm -hmm. and we missed you. How, how did that happen? Um, probably mostly due to the name problem, because even, um, my friend who were on a team this year together, Natalie, uh, Thompson, she it was even like helping me like find people last year because like Tupu couldn't find me. There was a couple of other people who were like looking for me and she's like, Oh, she like is in the process of changing her last name. So like, this is how you need to find her. So that's probably how we got missed last year. So she's not a good example because, her and I had a communication lap sometime along the way. And then she came up to me at, at syndicate crown and said, Oh, I can do, I can do the interview now. And <laughs> I was like, uh, it might be a tad bit late. Cause I didn't have like all of that type of equipment to go live from the syndicate crown. That sounds about right though. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's how I met her was her coming up to me like that um, at the syndicate. So 
you bring up team and that was one that's one of the first questions i have is you qualified for the west regional west i call it a regional already <laughs> i've been in crossfit since 2011 it's hard to give up old habits mm -hmm. so the west semifinal as both an individual and with a team mm -hmm. have you made the decision as to which way you're going to go so yes originally i went into the season wanting to do team um our team last year or the one i'm on now they had planned to go team last year and the team you know just had a series of unfortunate events with the qualifiers and so that's how like our gym owner was like hey you guys should go ahead and do individual that way if something happens and the team doesn't make it you guys can still go and so i wanted also to just kind of see where i lined up as opposed to last year against you know other females in the field and so it was, it's also neat because I feel like you learn things during individual qualifiers that will also help you for the team qualifiers. And it just kind of gets you in that mindset. It's a good drive run, if you will. So that was your plan last year. And then this year, the same thing. So I, I went individual last year because I went to a different gym last year. I had then transferred to Kima during that time. Okay. And so team was like kind of on my mind, but we just didn't necessarily have the athletes to do team at my previous gym. And so when I came over to Kima, it was a much more competitive field. And so we had like an actual viable spot. And, and so I may have missed it in, in your answer. Did you decide to go team? Yes. You? Yes. That's, so that's my plan. Okay. So you are going team in Pasadena. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure we got it clear. Yeah, no, you're good. And so you're, you're giving up your individual spot. Yes. Okay. It's How hard. hard is it for you to, to do that? <laughs> it is hard because I feel so much more like fit and more confident than I did last year. Last year, it was just a disaster in my opinion. Like it was fine. I felt like the workouts were very big girl driven and I'm five, two and like 130 pounds. And there was a lot of machine work, a lot of heavy barbell, heavy sandbags. And so it would, I would like to give individual a run again at some point, but I'm very much committed to team this year. Okay. And you, you mentioned Natalie's going to be on that team. Yes. And she was, she competed last year individual as well. Mm -hmm. So we, we know you have two fit females. Yes. What, what do you have for the male side? So one of our guys, he actually went to the games back in 2021 with man-made CrossFit. And then our other guy has been to semifinals on a team and has been competitive in the sport for years. So we're looking, you know, it's one of the things we look pretty good. We'll just see how the workouts work for us. Okay. Sounds good. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things I found. And again, like I said, it was really hard to research you with the name change. Mm -hmm. The first thing is um, on your Instagram, you mention that you love coffee. Mm -hmm. um, and then I saw this picture. And so I thought, well, she loves coffee. That's cool. But then like it was taken to a whole new level. And I believe this. Nope wrong one let me <laughs> yeah i'm a professional I'll do this for <laughs> it's all good um there we go this picture that is a coffee addiction 
So is that what it took to get you through um, the syndicate crown? Yes, most definitely. There was definitely coffee at least twice a day, if not more. What is the go-to choice in the in the coffee realm? So I cortados are pretty much my favorite, which that is half coffee or half espresso, half milk for anybody who doesn't know what that necessarily is. Um, but otherwise, it's Americanos for the most part. Okay. And the cortados, like, is, is that what I get at a Cuban restaurant? It might be a little bit different. Usually they put um, okay. sweetener or brown sugar or something with it. But it, yeah, it's pretty similar to that. Okay. Yeah, the Cuban restaurant I go to has like three different kinds of coffees. I think they have a Cubano, like a, a and then an Americano and something in the middle. I mm. thought it was that, but I, I wasn't sure. It might be. So, okay. Well, I love my coffee too. Um, hot coffee in the morning, iced coffee in the afternoon, and then I'm good to go for the day. <laughs> um, so you've been you've been around the sport for a few years now. Um, what got you into CrossFit? So it was funny. I was training for a half marathon, or not a full marathon, the Houston Marathon, which is a pretty big one down in Texas. It's a Boston qualifier. I didn't really have intentions on like doing it in Boston, but I was like, I wanted to see how good I could get. I had done CrossFit. I went to a bring a friend day with my sister and her husband. And during that time, I remember it was wall balls and farmer's carries, and I was dying. And so I was like, this, I should really need to start this if I'm going to train, you know, kind of seriously for this race, because that's like a, you know, it was cardio. Like there wasn't really weights involved. I don't really care about the weights. And then as I got into it, I was slowly like, oh, well now I can snatch like 125. This is kind of cool. Let me start adding more pounds on. And so I just eventually just loved it. And I have a very type A personality. And so seeing my name on the leaderboard, not only like against the females, but like also the males <laughs> was like a big, like, okay, uh, this is like the competitive drive I need to like stay active. And so marathon running didn't stick or. No. So, and that's the other thing with marathon running. It's like, you gotta like pump yourself up to go and train, like run for four hours. Whereas like CrossFit, it's like, you can go and do a two minute workout and you can be good for the rest of the day. And then also just being around people was like a big factor in that. Cause especially I had moved back to Houston. I didn't really know anybody. All my friends had moved away. And so it was like also a really good way to meet people. Yeah. When I, when I first started CrossFit, I've told the story on here. I feel like I'm so repetitive, but, um, I used to weigh 500 pounds. Yeah. So I started CrossFit and, um, lost a lot of weight. And what I did, I hated running when I first started. So every Tuesday and Saturday were run days where I would just, I would go for a two to a four mile run. And I really need to bring that back because, um, it really does amp up your fitness level mm -hmm. and, um, and it made it so running was actually my rest in a lot of workouts. Yes. And so when I came into CrossFit, people were just like, how are you like better when you come in for a run? It's like, I just know how to recover. It makes it a lot better. Yeah. Because you can push or pull the intensity back on a run, depending on what the workout is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. If it's a sprint, you just go. If it's, mm -hmm. if it's a long chipper, that's a good place to kind of get your breath back. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So 
Um, Jonathan Ortega is asking, what was your fastest marathon time? So the Houston one was my fastest one, and it was right under four hours. I think it was like 356 or something, which was good. It, for me, it was like an eight-mile pace, so I was actually really happy with it. Yeah, that is, I think, almost matches my co-host's fastest time. She she had done two just over four and had a goal of under four. Yeah. And like the CrossFit gym showed up at the marathon and guys would jump in and run miles with her oh, that's cool. that's to really get her to keep the pace and to break that, um, to break that four hour mark. Wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. And, and then she just did it and it was huge for her. That, yeah. Cause I had done, I've done a couple in my life. The one I did before the Houston was the one in Tulsa, the one where you get to the route 66 marathon. And so that one's actually a ultra marathon because it's 26.5. So that's like a check off my bucket list to do my ultra marathon. And that one, I was just over the four hour mark. So I was like, okay, let's try this one more time and get it under. So now that you're like fully into CrossFit, do you miss that at all? Do you think you'll ever go back and run? Nope. I So my retirement plan from CrossFit is to kind of venture my way into OCR, which is obstacle course racing. So like Spartan, that kind of stuff, DECA. Um, and then probably after that, I might try like an Ironman, but I hate swimming. <laughs> so that's like the hold up on that. Like I, I'm fine with running. It's just, it, you know, it gets kind of lonely, I guess, which isn't bad, but. Yeah. See, swimming is my background. Oh yeah. And so, so that would be the easy part of the, and, and I used to bike a lot. Like when I was in high school, I would do, I would bike back and forth to work um, yeah, biking's fine. Like I'm, I'm, and so those two things I could hammer. It was always the run, <laughs> even when I was like in my the best swimming shape of my life and had really good cardio. I still just hated running long distance. Yeah, and so I literally remember the, the Houston Marathon. I was running. I think I was about mile eighteen. I was like, "Do you really want to do an Ironman? You have to swim and bike before this, and this is how you feel right now." <laughs> so we'll see, but I'm sure it'll come. Yeah. And so Jody asks, uh, any thoughts on high rocks? Oh, I really want to do high rocks. Uh, I have not done high rocks yet. I've done deck of fit is probably the closest I've gotten to high rocks, but there's a lot of running in high rocks. It is like in between every movement. It's, it's, it's like, another run. Yes. And it's like a mile in between or something like that. Like when we did deck of fit, it was like a 500 meter in between. So it wasn't like, you know, it was like, there's a pretty good light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas that it's like, you gotta do like three or four laps before you come back in for something. Yeah. With your CrossFit background I and your running background, I would think high rocks would be right up your alley. Right. Right. And that's why I really want to try it. Yeah. It's so cool. There's so many options out there now They're really um, to try different things. Mm -hmm. Especially cause like I was a college athlete. And so to have something like keep working towards once you get out of college, it's like, okay, like there's still stuff to keep me entertained. Um, so Heidi actually comes in and says it's an 8k run total yeah. 1k between each station. Yeah, I was like, it's a lot. And I think Heidi actually, if I remember her Instagram, she may have just done a high rocks. So I'm sure she will uh, put that in the comments if she had. Um, so I had another question about uh, your recent marriage 
And I'm going to pull up a picture because I, I this needs explaining. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to pull up? It probably has pumpkins involved in them, right? It does. <laughs> so this is you and your groom. Yeah. I'm going to try to blow it up a little bit. So, and you are with pumpkin heads. Yes. In your in your gown and suit. Um, what is the significance of the pumpkin head? So we had met around we actually met well, we met before, um, but we got together really close to Halloween. And so when we got engaged, we got engaged in September of 2021, and then we got married in October of 2021. And so we just we really well, you, you you guys knew there was no. I did. I warned him. I was like, look, and we dated for about two and a, two years before that. And I told him, I was like, hey, whenever you're ready to propose, like we're getting married because I'm not about like a big wedding or anything like that. So we're just getting our life started whenever you're ready. And so we just we we loved October. We wanted to have it in October. And so we got married October 30th. And we were just like, we need pumpkins. And so that was a way to kind of incorporate um, just the Halloween kind of vibe, I guess. So just one picture or was there a theme to the wedding? No, it was just that one picture because, okay, so it's a really fine. We actually, that is a park. We set up at like 5 a.m. in the morning. We had our morning wedding and that was it. So there was not much decoration to it besides just what was around us. Please talk to my daughter. <laughs> so I'm also like very financial, like um, picky, I guess, if you will. So we just, I was like, the less we can spend on this wedding, the better it is for us. So um, that was Tr Trish. Trish says they're allowing pumpkins to get married now. What's next? <laughs> but Trish also asked a question. Uh, do you have any memories of ever being at your breaking point and then breaking through that with all the different competitions you've done? Oh my goodness. Um, it's like, there's like moments where it's like, you know, you get to where it's like, do I really want to do this? Like, what am I doing? Why do I train for this? And then you get to like the semifinals floor and it's like, Oh, like all these like early morning or like late nights or like really hard workouts I've been doing. It's like, Oh, this is like actually like going to pay off like at this moment. Yeah. Um, and then just to confirm, Heidi did just do a high rocks event in Dallas. Uh, it was a blast. Yeah, actually a lot of friends that did that one and they, they came back all excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, Heidi had to try. I think she's a Wisconsin girl, so that's oh. that's a uh, that's a trip. Because <laughs> you live in Houston, right? Mm -hmm. I've I've seen pictures of Astro games and and stuff like that. Um, and we've been following some athletes through the season, compl the complete season, mm -hmm. uh, like Kelly Baker, mm -hmm. and she lives there in Houston as well. Mm -hmm. So is Houston becoming a CrossFit hotbed? So it's really funny because um, even last year when we were going through just kind of a list of like who qualified for what semifinal. So Natalie and I didn't know each other before we went to semifinals last year. And we had met um, just through, you know, Instagram conversation. We're like, hey, you qualify for this. I qualify for this. We live two miles down the road from each other and never like officially met. 
And so um, just us, we're like on this side of town. I guess Kelly is more downtown area. And then we also have Marissa, who is in Katy. So like there's actually quite a few very competitive females just within like. I love time. Marissa. Yeah, like it's just it's, it's so neat. And so like even us getting to compete around just in small local comps is like really cool that we have this many like athletic females within, you know, driving distance. When you see Marissa, do you feel like a giant? I do, I must say. Because <laughs> um, I'm always the smallest one, so I'm like, there's someone smaller than me. But she yeah, is, when she, she's a freak. Like, she's she's so fit. When she finished those overhead, wa- overhead walking lunges at the MAC, I believe it mm-hmm. was, and it was double her body weight overhead, yeah. Yeah. and she went unbroken. Yeah. She, I, I became a fan instantly. No, like, I, like I said, she's a freak. Like we'll do local comps and it's just like, how are you going so fast? Like just all the time. And then the weight that she lifts is also like, how, how are you doing this? But and, really- and I think she holds, she holds the Fran record, right? Yes. Cause we did, she did Wadapalooza. We did Wadapalooza. I got voted for Fran because I was the shortest. She got voted for Fran and she got the world record. Like she beat me by like 15 seconds. And I'm like, there's no time to take off. Like, how did you do that? Yeah. But it's awesome. It, you can't beat her range of motion on a yeah. thruster. Well, and she just like, she was like pulling that bar down every time. I was lucky to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Texas is, be- Texas is really becoming a hotbed, mm-hmm. but Houston's getting its own little niche now uh, where they're kind of hanging out there too. Um, so, yeah. So, I also saw that you're big into fur babies. Mm-hmm. So how many how many pets do you have? So I have one, or so I have a lab shepherd mix. My husband came with a pit bull, so that's all we have right now, which is plenty because they both have you know big personalities. <laughs> yeah, those are not small breeds either. No, mine's about like ninety pounds, and then the pit bull is about sixty. So it's, they take up a little bit of room. Yeah, I have I have a twenty pounder, and he probably has as much attitude as the two of them combined. <laughs> they're like they're so great, though. It's like they're they're our children for right now, so it's perfect. So when you when you work out, do you do all your working out at a gym, or do you have a garage? Or so it's a little bit of both. So we have a pretty good setup in our garage. We you know over COVID, um, just random things have found equipment for just fantastic deals. So we have finally got to where we have a biker, like a skier, um, and a rower, which helps a ton, especially for just crazy work schedules. And but the majority I do at CrossFit Kima, and so which is nice because I get to train with like Natalie. We also had actually had two teams that qualified this year for semifinals. Which is also nice because we just we have so many like competitive people at our gym who are of high talent, and so it's nice to be able to train in that environment. And do they have all the fun toys like worms? So yeah, we actually we have two sets of worms thanks to James, one of our teammates. He actually brought his down, and we have one that was at the gym. We have a torque tank. We have a yoke. Like our gym owner, Adam, has made sure that we're, you know, as set as we can be, which is, which is really neat. They got a 250 pound sandbag not too long ago. No one can pick it up yet, but we're trying. I mean, we had a couple of guys that can like kind of do some stuff with it, but that's goals. Yeah, that's big goals. 
It is. I, I, I was, uh, I was a volunteer at the 17 games when they first mm-hmm. introduced the cheese curds. Oh yeah. And, um, and I, my job was to run down, pick them up and then take them back to the start line. And there's a lot of pressure getting that sandbag up on your shoulder in the time they need you to. I mean, the elite athletes are doing this. Yeah, sure. But, but we're expected to do it just <laughs> as fast. It was crazy. Uh, I, I was sweating bullets that I was going to like miss a rep. I, I think judges have like the, the worst because they're like expected to like lift all this heavy stuff and like move it quickly. It's like, they're getting their own workout. Yeah. I worked that event and I worked the strongman sphere that year where we had to like, I, my job was to carry the yokes back after the, the end of the race to the start line. Oh my goodness. Like, and the on. funniest, the funniest thing is I was in the lane with Brent Fikowski finished for the men. Mm-hmm. And then the next heat was Danny Haran for the women. And so the yoke went from, I had to be on my tiptoes the whole way down for Brent to where I had to get on almost on my knees to get under the yoke oh, no. for Danny Haran. <laughs> so you got like some calf work and then it's like half squat work and all that. Oh, it was crazy. So much fun though. Like, because the crowd actually gets behind the volunteers who are doing it and they're mm-hmm. cheering you on oh, as you're great. taking it back. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so Jonathan Ortega asks, you go to Kima. So do you know his friend Brooke? Yeah, we actually did Waterpalooza together. She, we had a three-person team, her, Natalie, and I, and that was awesome. So what was that like doing Waterpalooza this year? So On that team, crazy, like, all the legends showed up for that team event. So I, so this is my thing. Like, I am not trying to badmouth CrossFit by any means, but to me, like, Wadapalooza for elites was what semifinals should have been just like the atmosphere and like everything like you know there was nothing wrong with syndicate I loved it I thought it was a great event and everything but it was just in the middle of nowhere like there was really no crowd you know not much going on whereas like Wadapalooza was like lights were going like everybody was into it like it was it was so cool like I remember just walking out for the muscle up the ring muscle up bar muscle up and snatch clean and that was just like the coolest feeling ever walking onto the floor and just being like, this is what, like, this is what it's about. Like that was incredible. Wadapalooza has a vibe it does. and they lean into it so hard. They do. Like and I just it is, also, it is like, amazing. I mean, when I was swimming out there, I was just like, you're doing Wadapalooza right now. Like this is, this is like, this is it. So that was, that was a neat experience. Um, Another thing I was going to say is that semifinals, actually, this is CrossFit's opportunity Mm -hmm. to maximize on the new format. You have these big rosters with all the names, all the teams, and in a location that is very touristy in North America, Orlando and Pasadena, you know, take the family, go to Disney, hang Mm -hmm. out for the weekend with some CrossFit, go do your thing. They should make these rock shows. See, they should that, introduce yeah. everybody with fireworks, with lasers, everything they can do to make this a rock show. Yeah, because that was my complaint about last year is just trying to get to Knoxville was like, okay, so we have like three weeks to get out there because, you know, quarterfinals and semifinals were so close together. And it was just like, okay, do you fly into Nashville? Like, do you go all the way to Knoxville? Like, how do you get there efficiently? 
And so I think somewhere more, you know, city friendly like Pasadena and Orlando is going to be such a better opportunity. I agree. I agree. And with, with taking um, 10 teams, 10 women from the West, if they make that last heat 10, Mm -hmm. and everybody in the, in the, in the stands knows who's in and who's out Mm -hmm. for the whole weekend, whoever makes it to that final heat, you've got a spot. Can you hold it? Mm-hmm. Is someone, can you get into it? It it just tells the story so eloquently mm-hmm. that they have this opportunity to make it magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was just a lot going on too with last year with what there was like five in the North America um, semifinal. Like it was just, it was a lot going on. Whereas like, if you have two, it's like, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. My only thing is I wish they wouldn't schedule it over a holiday weekend oh, same. and flights weren't <laughs> so damn expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I got my hotel booked in Pastina, but I am still trying to figure out flights and a, a way to get in and out cheaper. Yeah. And maybe I have to take an overnight red eye back home, but I got to figure it out because it is so expensive. Yeah, we just went with Southwest. Nick. Yeah, I've actually found cheaper than Southwest I'm from sure. where I'm at. Yeah. Um, it's just... I got to pull the trigger. I've got to do it within the next week. See, this is this is also the nice part. I live in Houston, so we have you know pretty good airport system to there. Whereas I don't know how it is in Ohio as much. Well, we have two two airports in Columbus. Okay. So we have two to choose from. Uh, we have the big international airport, and then we have mm-hmm. uh, it's a half military airport, half okay. uh, community airport. Um, so Southwest act or no Spirit flies out of uh the military one um and frontier maybe i don't know but yeah i'm trying to figure it out <laughs> it's hard yeah i've never actually been to houston i've been to dallas uh been to fort worth never been to houston ah oh, see it's growing down here you got to come sometime i heard it's booming it is like just in the past like probably 5 years it's like dramatically different so I want to finish with something. As you notice, CrossFit's just kind of the the little thread that takes us through our conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, black line coffee donuts. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're involved with? So yes, actually. So um, I guess we'll just start from the beginning. I used to work at a different gym and I met someone through there and he was like, Hey, I'm opening a, you know, coffee donut shop and he was just going with it. And I would, I've always worked in the restaurant industry and coffee has been like my favorite thing. And so I was like, Hey, you know, if you want someone to kind of partner with you, I'm more than happy to, you know, think about it, let me know. And so through many conversations, we're just like, let's do this thing. It's something we both want to do for forever. So let's go. So for the past two years, we have been working on this coffee donut shop, which is Black Line Coffee and Donuts, which will be located in Webster, Texas. Um, Hopefully opening within the next two weeks, which is, you know, just great timing with everything going on. Yeah, you got nothing else going on, right? No, not at all. But it has been like a two years process. And so throughout this whole season, it's just been like, what are we doing? What's going on? And then, you know, bit by bit, we're making it work. So CrossFit, donuts, and coffee, I, I think that's like fits the entire stereotype 
of what a CrossFitter loves. Yes. And so what makes your donut shop special and your coffee shop? So we're artisan-based, so everything is going to be local, you know, as much as we can locally made uh, as far as different ingredients. Our roaster actually is two doors down from the CrossFit gym I go to, which is super cool. So everything's locally roasted and the donuts are going to be not just like, you probably don't have Shipley's, I don't know, just a standard donut, but it's going to be like bougie, like it's going to be a brioche dough, like it's going to be like things you would see on Instagram is kind of the goal. So more, so are, are you going to do cake donuts or is it more like a, like a yeast yeah, raised yeast, donut? Yeast based, so. Okay. Flavors or? So, yeah, I mean, we have a variety of flavors um, for our donuts. It's kind of like my partner's side. I'm more on the coffee side, but like one of the main things we're going to have is like cereal milk lattes, um, you know, so it's going to be like creative stuff that you don't necessarily Wait. see at your local Starbucks. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. Cereal milk lattes. Yeah. So you're talking about like like fruity pebble milk in your latte. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or like applejack milk in your latte. Yes. Yep. Cody. So see now you have that, to come to Houston. <laughs> that may make me have to fly to Houston. Yes. What in the world? And so that's been like the fun part is like, how do I count macros and also experiment with all these different flavors we're trying, but <laughs> we're making it work. Oh my gosh. That is, that's blowing my mind. <laughs> like when I eat cereal, the work for me is getting through the food part. So I get to drink the milk see, at the end. Yes, that, see, that to me, like that's always the best part. And it's really interesting because I've experimented with like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which did, that one just kind of tastes like a basic like cinnamon latte. But then we tried um, Fruit Loops the other day. And it was crazy because you can like taste the espresso first and all of a sudden you're like, oh, back to my childhood. Like what's going on right now? And so that's just kind of like what we're looking for on that one. But it's it's pretty good. So on an adjacent story, the th one of the things I did during COVID to um, – kind of ease my mind was I made candles. Oh, interesting. I made, I made candles out of beer cans. Okay. Or, or what, or O2 or fit aid or our sponsor C4. Oh. Um, and then, but my mo the most popular scent of candle that people demanded was fruit loops. Interesting. That's been the best feedback I've had on the, experiments with the cereal milk so far yeah i don't know what it is about fruit loops taking people back to their childhood <laughs> but man i i cannot keep fruit loop candles in That's stock funny. yeah because it was the same thing i gave them all the cinnamon toast crunch and, and that was my favorite so i'm like everybody's gonna love this and then i gave them the fr um, fruit loop one and everybody's like oh this one's so much better and i was like well okay cool so, so Trish is, uh, the resident jokester and she said, uh, that's interesting. I did meth during COVID, <laughs> but then she asks a question. Did you paint the brick around your fireplace? So yes and no, it actually came completely white. And my husband, he is the, um, he's kind of the creative one in the family. And so he actually did that all by himself. Like he like. Uh, grinded it off. I don't even know what the proper term would be for that. He did that mantle and everything. Wow. 
yeah beautiful job yeah he also made us like a little desk for our biker the other day and i was just like i'm so glad i have you so i don't have to do this <laughs> yeah so last question about the lattes i'm stuck there <laughs> hey, I'll talk so about you're that. talking <laughs> so so it's just like an espresso shot and then you add this luscious, delicious flavored milk. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that that makes your your cereal flavored latte. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then for kids, we'll have it like bottled up just for like just the cereal milk itself. Or I guess adults too. Whoever wants to drink it. That way, if people aren't necessarily coffee drinkers, they can still get their cereal milk fix. So, so who eats all the cereal in the back? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> so, so seriously, like, how do you flavor the milk? I mean, so, so this is a process of like necessarily. Like, and, and if it's and if it's something a secret, you don't have to tell it's me. It's not necessarily proprietary because I mean, anybody can literally just make cereal milk by leaving something in a bowl for you know like an hour or two, and then being like, "Oh, I have milk." So it is, it's just kind of like a delusion process of just letting it kind of sit and then you just take the milk from it and then that's it. Cool. Yeah. Um, Kenneth says, I wish someone talked about me the way Scott <laughs> talks about cereal milk. Well, you found my thing. Um, and then uh, Trish, back to the, the fireplace. I like that. He stripped it probably. He did use some sort, but he was definitely using something with a grinder on there. Because, I mean, it, they had painted it um, with, like, the thickest paint I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, Cody, this this may have been the most interesting conversation <laughs> I've had throughout these um, these talks. And Wide range. <laughs> once your business is open, I want to have you back on. We're going to talk more donuts and more cereal milk lattes. Hey, bring it on. And maybe, maybe we'll do it live from the coffee shop so we can actually yeah, have come pictures. To come to Houston. We'll have a whole thing going. It'll be fun. Yeah. And then Trish also, she's admiring your uh, peace lily. It is a monster, she says. <laughs> Thank you. So we've got home decor. We've got cereal milk lattes. <laughs> we got donuts. We got marathon running. We've got high rocks. Like, gosh, we, we, we went the gamut today Oh yes, on everything. So thank you so much for jumping on with me, Cody. And everybody in the chat, thank you for jumping on. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Thanks, guys.